0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So at the time that this is going to release, which is going to be on Friday, it is Valentine's Day. And for Valentine's Day, I was looking through some of the movies that I have both digitally and on physical. And I decided to pick one that is not the most romantic of movies however it is a definite love story it's not a common love story it's actually a very interesting movie and since it's not very well known i kind of wanted to i don't know maybe bring a little bit of awareness to this movie i definitely wanted to try to stick to the theme of i guess love and valentine's day yes i know it's a made-up holiday and we should tell our significant other, we should tell them that we love them and appreciate them and show that to them every day. However, Valentine's Day is supposed to be the day to really do it up. So this is 2014's The One I Love. This one here is actually a very interesting movie. It's a film that I feel is very Twilight Zone-esque and they even say that at one point in the movie. And it's a lot of fun, even though it's not necessarily a super fun movie. It actually branches out a little bit into like a horror type of feel, with a possibility of like a sci-fi type of feeling too. It's a strange movie, it's a drama, has a little bit of comedy, and it also has a very questioning slash gut punch type of ending to it. So it's a very different movie, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode on it. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I think we should discuss the plot. And I do want to give a spoiler warning. I will be going into spoilers about this movie, and it is quite surprising as far as what actually happens in the movie, so I would definitely recommend you watching it and then coming back to listen to this episode. But here we go. The plot. The plot is just basically Ethan and Sophie are a married couple and they're having problems. They're going to see a therapist and he tells them to go to a retreat for the weekend. It's an isolated retreat and it's supposed to bring them closer together. Things get a little weird once they discover that there might be doubles of themselves here at this secluded retreat. Uh, This has a house and also a guest house and things get a little crazy by the end of the movie. First things first I do want to say about the acting in this movie. I like the fact that it's very natural. Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss actually do a very good job of portraying both themselves and the copies or so they think copies of themselves that are the better versions of them. They do a good job of actually differentiating between the two characters and I really like the way that the movie plays with that idea because on paper both of them are super average and they're just having some marriage issues. The doubles of Ethan and Sophie actually are better. Better in every single way than what their their real original selves could possibly ever be. And that's what makes the movie really fascinating to me because it's a wondering how we would be if we were better versions of ourselves. This is sort of like the idea that I had with uh, my episode of Living With Yourself, the Netflix show. What would you do if you were that better version of yourself? And if you were somebody that was unhappy with a relationship and you wanted to stay in it and make it work, would you want that better version of your wife or husband or whatever? I mean, it's one of those things that, if you think about it, it's the things that we are not perfect in that makes things interesting and keeps things interesting for us. It actually gives us something to strive for. If we're perfect in every single way, what's the point? It allows us to actually improve ourselves and improve ourselves for not just us but for everyone around us. The movie definitely plays with that idea and I think it does a really good job of actually asking that question and not really answering it at the same time. Something that I did find interesting about this movie is the fact that it has a little bit of an influence from Adam and Eve. That's right, the Bible story. It has a little bit of an influence with that because of the fact that the character is Sophie. She wants to explore what this is at this retreat. She wants to explore how she feels about the perfect version of Ethan. And Ethan wants nothing... do with this. He wants to leave. He would much rather try to work it out at home. He doesn't want to be there at this retreat, but he does honor her wishes and decides to play it out for the weekend with her because they think that there are no consequences. And that's one of the strangest, craziest things about this movie is that there are some pretty huge consequences, not just the loss of a marriage or a relationship. We're talking about a loss of your freedom. As they go throughout their weekend away, they're gradually becoming more and more of a prisoner. And the ones that were there before, which was a couple beforehand, and they became a double of Ethan and Sophie. I know, it's a little weird with that. And I don't know if they actually had a physical transformation, or if it's just that Ethan and Sophie are seeing mirror images of themselves, but it seems like they actually became them. It's actually kind of a creepy thing if you think about it, and that's where the Twilight Zone-esque type of feel and influence definitely comes into play, because Ethan and Sophie, they were not allowed to see their doubles at the same time. They were only allowed to see them at the same time ...on what seems to be about the final day or next to final day of being at this retreat. And it's almost like it's a force field that keeps them out originally. And also, the ones that were there originally, the original couple that was there at this retreat... ...they are not allowed to leave. But their prime objective is to drive Ethan and Sophie apart... ...so that both of them can leave... The only catch is, is that Ethan's double winds up falling in love with the original Sophie. And while you have Ethan himself, the original one, he actually just wants nothing more than to leave with his wife. This is actually going to lead into the huge spoiler for the ending. And I'm actually going to save that towards the later end for this episode, just in case that you've not heard my spoiler warnings and you are still listening because there is a definite big spoiler coming up. So before I actually get to that, I want to talk about the sci-fi type of influence or even like a fantasy influence on this. I'm not sure as far as the therapist who is played by Ted Danson, I'm not sure if he's actually thinking that he's doing good by doing this as far as transforming these couples into other couples and trapping the original couple there at this retreat. I'm not sure if that's uh, his motive or not, or if he's vindictive. I'm not sure if he's the devil. I'm not sure if he's an alien. I know people have suggested that he might be using some sort of voodoo or magic type of idea. And I like to think that maybe he is possibly like a devil type of character. Or maybe he could be an angel because he's going to drive the, this couple, he's going to drive them back to each other because they're going to wind up being stuck at this retreat by the invisible force field that keeps them in there. So it's a definite fantasy and sci-fi type of idea added to it. And I think it works. I know I did read that somebody said that the overall plot is not enough to sustain the original concept. And I think it did actually sustain itself quite well. And the reason behind that is because it's a relatively short movie. The movie's only about an hour and 40 minutes. It doesn't drag out. And it gradually goes into a slow building type of suspense. It's not super suspenseful, but it definitely has, like, kind of like a creep factor about it. And that's where I think it's interesting because it takes a hard turn into slight horror movie territory it's not gory it's not scary scary but it definitely has that type of influence over it a part that i do think is a bit on the creepy side is the fact that ted danson is training or transforming the original couple that was at this place he's actually transforming them into ethan and sophie and you hear their voice gradually change through a recording that was found on a computer that the original ethan finds and i think that would just be super weird and then also the motives behind the original couple leaving they want to get out they don't want to keep spending and living their lives in this prison And maybe it was a slight jab at a relationship and marriage that it could be a prison if we let it become that way. I don't know. It might be an actual subtext there. But the actual heart of the story is the fact that it's about a man and a woman who really do love each other. But maybe the woman falls out of love with her husband. And that's the big kicker here. So the ending of this movie involves the new Ethan. He goes and tries to run away. He tries to escape. And throughout the entire thing, the original Sophie winds up falling in love with the second Ethan or the new Ethan. She winds up falling in love with him and he winds up falling in love with her. So at the end of the movie, you have him trying to escape. He hits the force field and knocks himself out. And the original Ethan, it's actually kind of sad because he's standing there and he just wants to leave with his wife. And so one of the Sophie's closes her eyes. And I think she closes her eyes because she can't bear to see him leave to see the, the man that she married. She can't bear to see him just go. So she closes her eyes and winds up tending to the second Ethan or new Ethan however you want to put it and so he goes and he grabs what he thinks is his wife Sophie, the one that he truly loves and he leaves he drives away and it seems like everything's all good by the end of the movie they go and try to find the therapist's office and it's there, but it's completely vacant now. Um, all of his books and awards and degrees and stuff, all that's gone. And then you find out at the very end, thats the big kicker, is because earlier in the film, he said about how Sophie hated when he ate bacon. Sophie offers him to make him breakfast, and he says, Oh, what are you thinking? And she says, Bacon and eggs and the real Sophie would never feed him bacon, and the look on his face when the movie actually ends is kind of priceless, and it's also extremely sad at the same time, because he realizes he will never have his wife back. But as the new Sophie put it to him, she said that you lost your wife a long time ago, and it wasn't just here on the weekend. And sadly, that's probably true. I think that Their relationship was probably dead And they were trying More so he was trying than what she was But it was probably over At that point So it's a definite story about Love and I would say even Acceptance and trying to Grow yourself and Keep I guess try to keep it fresh And I think we all Should be reminded of stuff like that That you should do spontaneous things For the ones that we love and we're sharing our life with and well sadly ethan did not get that opportunity so if you have never seen this movie and i completely ruined it for you um, hopefully you can still watch it and uh, enjoy it because i think it's actually a pretty awesome movie i think it sits firmly with other things that the duplass brothers have done It's not a movie that was written or directed by the Duplass brothers, but I feel like their mark is all over the movie. And I say that because of the fact that it seems that most of the dialogue was actually improvised on set. I guess they only had like a 50-page outline of what the story was going to be, but they wanted to try to do it as a natural conversation. And I think it works really well. And that's another true testament to... Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss here because they were able to just keep the conversations going when there wasn't any actual dialogue put down on the page but yet the movie is somewhat coherent and it knows when to answer things and when not to answer things and well hopefully if you haven't seen it you're going to check it out and even with my spoiling it it is still going to be an enjoyable experience for you because I definitely think it's a movie that deserves to be seen and talked about. So here on Valentine's Day, I hope that everybody is doing something nice for your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Uh, Hopefully you're doing something nice, gonna do something romantic. Keep in mind to definitely do that stuff throughout the year, not just on one day that you're told that you should be doing these things so this episode here is dedicated to my girlfriend of five years nicole Uh, thank you for standing by me throughout uh, all the crazy and bad and good things that have happened over the course of these five years so i definitely appreciate it and i love you but with that being said i'm going to close out this episode as a reminder you can find me on twitter And Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Check out my website at adamanalyzes.com. And also, if you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. You can send comments or requests and I will do my best to honor all of those. And one last thing, if you are enjoying this podcast and the sweet sound of my voice, please leave a review at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It will allow me to continue making podcasts for you. And also, you know how I love those digital hugs. But with that said, happy Valentine's Day and good night.